You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, it's the Round 6 Wrap. I'm your host TK, a bit of a different squad tonight. Unfortunately Andy's got COVID, so we send our best wishes to Andy. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow, but we won't rush that, because we've got full strength, we'll call it tonight. We've got Corbs and Lomas joining, but we'll get in Corbs first. G'day Corbs. Hey mate, how are we? Doing good man, you've had another good round too, right? We've both kind of just continuously progressed a little bit up those ranks, mate. Yeah, another 1,200 spots moving up, so it's been good little shuffle. Just, yeah, you take that round one out and, um, yeah, been good from there on in. I've got 8.28, which wasn't great, but uh, with no Haas and a few people going here, there and everywhere with captains, I landed on Harry Grant, who I suggested to the people, so Snakes Takes is off to a great start, <laughs> <laughs> and and I also said if you've got Cleary, go him, so... There were you too, and um, they were great, both pretty decent. Yeah, I love it. Snakes takes. It's here to stay. All right, bringing it in from across the ditch, my main man, Cole Lomas, flying the Talking League banner high because he's in the top 500. But how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. I'm uh, doing pretty well, bit of a rough week. Um, I don't think there were many high scores, to be honest, eh? Mate, your, your low week is most people's high week, so I wouldn't worry too much at the moment, mate. But yeah, you've got a good base. Is he yeah, what? Is he what? How'd you go for the week, Cole? Um, uh, well behind you guys, actually. I only scored at 809, but unfortunately, my captain, the old draft, Nick, probably didn't really do what I wanted. So there's a little bit below um, Harry Grant and obviously Nathan Cleary. I got an 861, but I did kind of go all in. All my chips are in. Unfortunately, TPJ and Cotter, who we're still going to fight for justice for, Ooh, no way. got me up into 4,106. I can't believe I'm celebrating being in the top 5,000. What's that mean these days? It's about 162,000 teams. Are we like the top 5% or something? What, yep. uh, how many are in it? Oh, 162,000. I can't believe so, we're claiming that. What, what were you? 5%. Just got to keep playing the bounce back song. But boys, let's rip in. How good is this bloke? Corbs, stud time. Talk to me. Oh, I couldn't go past. It's a very obvious one, Cleary, but... He's going to ruffle some feathers and ruffle some teams this week with his 93 because the 58, we're talking about it, there was no attacking stats. And then this week he got the three try assist, line break, line break assist. They all came and it bumped his score. We thought it'd bump up to about that 80, but mm. nah, see you later. 93, keep going north. He, I don't think he's going to fall below, like it, you know, up and down, but I think he's going to get back up over the, the mill. And you're not going to get him cheaper than what you are this week coming. The best one was the try assist he got for the Drome Luai try. When he was like, he all he did was pass him the ball. Luai ran around yeah, eight players. I mean, we're going back to that, <laughs> Cotter, that Cotter thing. I don't think um, the final scores are going to be out with all the emails that um, we've rallied up to get sent through to the um, the scorers. But it's just, you get what you're given. Sometimes it's just blatant try assist luck. But then other times it's, how are you giving that to people? You just got to. Roll with the punches, don't you? Big shout-out to everyone supporting me and Corby in the justice for Cotter because 
we've dead set from what my speaking. There's dead set at least fifty emails that have gone. I reckon it's closer to maybe a hundred. I reckon I'm going to defend him. I'm going to send him another email because now they've actually awarded Will Penasini the try save, and it's exactly the same. So I'm did going, they? Who did they give that to? I was thinking that today actually. We're going to have to about three in there. Yeah, did they give it to a few of them? I hope so. Hold on, I'm going to check while we're talking. Because they all played a part. Even the who was a prop that came over at the end. I think it was wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. Cora wasn't his side, was it? Maybe it was. What was the young guy that's kind of Cronulla's name again? Uh, it was Kafusi. Yeah, Kafusi. <laughs> so I'll have a look now while we keep going. Kyle, who was your stud for the day, mate? For the uh, week, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, no, all good. Clearly, um, you know, he played well and and he's coming back nicely. But someone that we've all been sort of waiting to fire, and that's Kalen Ponga. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he was he was in everything. You know, it's, it's the Kalen Ponga of old, wasn't it? You know, like you know, scoring tries, setting up tries, run meters, tackle busts, everything you want a fullback to do. And he's finally delivered this week. You know, and um, he was in everything. I mean, yeah, they're not going to play the Dragons every week, unfortunately. But um, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to do that every week. But that's the clear answer again. That's the Kalen Ponga of old, and it'd be awesome to see him start um start hitting the hitting the straps again. Eh? Corby, I've got a great announcement. Oregon Sakafusi has been awarded a try save. We're on here, mate. I'm going to start. I'll talk to the lawyers tomorrow about this one. Okay. Well, no, because <laughs> I was wondering when we were carrying on a little bit with um, that bit of Facebook activity, if they did, if they had a flat-out rule of just awarding it to one person, whoever contributed the most. But yep. if they've given that there to two people, then um, surely he... Yeah, he's in there. I might have to send another email. <laughs> I think so. You do yours tonight. I'll do mine We've tomorrow. We've set the precedence with uh, Kafusi and Penasini. I just want to know that the people get heard. That's that's all I want to know. I just want to reply. Yeah, I think it's fair. You know, like Trace, Trace is not always going to be just one person. True. You know, people are going to be doing, you know, the equal amount of work to save a tackle or to save, again, to save a try. So it's not always just going to be yeah. a person. Uh, you got, there's plenty of times it's going to win you or lose you a game and get you points and not get you points. So as much as I do want the cotter points, um, just unlucky sometimes. <laughs> now, boys, I've got Sifa Talakai, 68. He scored a try, two try assists, eight tackle breaks. He's just been huge for people that brought him in a couple of weeks ago. I think it'll be probably your last opportunity to bring him in, but... If he can't get a spot moving forward, I'm just not here. The other guy I want to give a huge rap to is Charlie Staines. I just think we've got to keep an eye on him because I think he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. He's been absolutely smashed, but I'll tell you a couple of stats that he's improved. On the weekend, he obviously had one try, 153 metres gain, four tackle breaks and an offload. He was on about 10 points after a minute last week because he was just in sensational form. But the biggest thing is that I've noticed two things is his work rate has increased dramatically. Average 85 metres a game last year. He's up to 134 metres now, a plus 50 metres. So if you can't give him a rap for that, I don't know what it is. Errors has gone down from 1.3 a game to 0.8, so less than an error a game. So I'm telling you, I'm not telling you to buy him this week, but I reckon put a three-data rule on him because I can see the ball coming way more to him with Nathan Cleary coming back. And I just think he's someone that we shouldn't be putting any more crap on because I think he's actually playing really good footy. And I reckon that Talon May owners will be in a lot of a trouble. And uh, Lara Pitt actually said, because she was doing some work with Fox Sports on Saturday, she, she said the Panthers reckon that Torhoe's back in round nine. So that's coming up. So I think some some decisions to be made for probably Talon May owners, even though they made a truckload of money on him anyway. But boys, let's move to some studs, no, uh, some duds. No, sorry. no, no, no. Old Gussie there. Now, Cole, give me your dud. Yeah, uh... 
has been performing the very well the past few weeks, but he Walters six points. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolute shocker. Oh, I did say it uh, earlier in the week that when Reynolds is there, he's going to be demanding the ball. And uh, then, uh, that's exactly what happened this week, eh? Um, in those big games, uh, Adam Reynolds is always going to demand the ball, yep. uh, being the primary playmaker, you know, and as I just said, it, this is exactly the case in this game. Um, you know, seven missed tackles. So, you know, the Panthers ran that left edge, their potent left edge at him all night. And I think he had nightmares of old Big Billy running at him, you know. He was a steamroller again, Billy Kikau, you know, and um, yeah. Billy Bottas just didn't stand a chance. That left edge is so dangerous, and they just killed him all night. Big time. We'll talk about Black Taff because I think he's going to be the perfect straight swap. The guy I've got is Brandon Smith, just not hitting his straps. He did start in the middle this week. Had 51 minutes or only 24. And I guess the biggest thing is he just doesn't have a good work rate. Last year, I guess, all his points came from those tries, right, boys, from dummy half. So with him playing lock, I just think he's not fantasy relevant anymore. So we can kind of scratch him off unless maybe Harry Grant was maybe unfortunately injured or something like that. But Corb's moving to you, your dud for the week. Oh, I had two. The Jesse Arthur's just a lot of people thinking he was a, a buy, but <laughs> you know he, he hasn't been in the past. He's got some good stats to go off in the past, um, and then he yeah he hit a ten, which was well below what he should. He, I see him as that sort of probably thirty average. He, he hit the fifty and the fifty seven with a few tries over the last few weeks and tackle breaks galore, which he's not really renowned for. So. Uh, that one hurt a few people. And the other one is um, Sawali. I know his name just gets thrown around like the next big thing, hype-wise, but he doesn't translate this. I don't think he's sort of ready yet. He still looks so raw, but he doesn't translate anything into fantasy, so don't be fooled by his short price. Big time. I think the three-date rule definitely comes applies, especially with those mid-rangers. So make sure that you apply that. But winners of the two competitions we had out this week, <clears throat> Excuse me, Ryan Eddington. Eddington is the winner of the nine rare pack of cards, courtesy of Game Day Squad. Game Day Squad is the first fantasy platform in Australia that utilizes both blockchain technology and NFTs, and their better site is live now. So check it out at www.gamedaysquad.com.au. Kyle Cornell's, Cornell's uh, Cornell. I'm not going to say Kyle is the winner, not of this Kyle. Sorry about stuffing up your name. Is the winner of the Talking League T-shirt, courtesy of Rugby League Merch. Find all the T-shirts. Mouse pads, and we've just released our new delete app, phone app, sorry, phone holder, which I bought as well. So we're deleting app all the time. 50% of profits go to the Mental League Foundation, while the other 50% we put into this competition. So we can keep funding shirts and all that sort of stuff on a weekly basis. But check out the range at www.rugbyleaguemerch.com. Now, this gentleman's name was Kyle Cornelson, and he's from New Zealand, so... Another great Kiwi listening to the show. Another great Kyle too, man. So, well done to the boys. And those competitions will be out Wednesday and Thursday, 12 p.m. New South Wales time on a regular basis. So, just check out the Facebook page and be following that. Now, boys, just a few injury and suspensions to go through before we hit our burning questions. Now, judiciary, controversially with Nathan Cleary only copying a fine for his grade one. Dangerous contact on Billy Walters. Other fines. Probably the worst one was Felice Cafusi, I feel. Kobe Hetherington, Brandon Wakem, Francis Molo, Zach Lomax. But, Corpse, what are you going to do to get suspended these days? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there was a couple of... Cafusi will probably get a he, week or two, won't he? He got a fine. It was the worst I've ever seen. Oh, I don't understand. Man. One week they're so harsh and you can cop, you know, <laughs> two or three weeks galore. And then other weeks, yeah, just fine. So, I don't know. The consistency, <laughs> watching those two Friday night games was, I know a lot of people were blown up, but 
I'm supporting neither side here, and it was a bit of a joke, the rub of the green going to the better sides. The blatant one was Yo, who, great footballer, and he sort of changed the game in that 13 role, but the amount of time he had to lay down on players <laughs> was ridiculous. Yep. I, I could not understand why they were just letting him get away with it. He, yep. It was almost like he knew it, and he was just seeing how far he could push him in the end. Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, yeah. Now, boys, injuries. Josh Alloway, he carried an AC joint injury. He needed painkillers. Should be right for next week. Like I mentioned, Brian Tuhall, Penner for saying he's going to be back around round nine. Braden hamlin Ueli, suspected pectoral injury. Looking at three months on the sideline. Dolphin can be missing this week. HIA, he did pass. However, with multiple concussions in recent history and the short turnaround, will not play this week. Ryan Pappenhausen, he is a concern. Lateral ankle sprain. However, they do have a long turnaround. They don't play till next Monday. Tessie New, grade two hamstring strain. Actually, I think it was – Tessie New got longer than that, wasn't it? Two months, was it? Was that changed? It's a three, grade three now. They're okay. saying three-plus months. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So that's a long-term injury. Braden Burns, hamstring strain, two to four weeks. And Dominic Young, confirmation of a knee cartilage injury. He's looking at three to six weeks, so it's, as of this week, two to five weeks. But, boys, let's rip in. Plenty to chat about. Let's talk about Nathan Cleary. You both don't have him, so this is going to be really interesting. Kyle, we'll start with you. Will you get him in? How will you get him in? And when will you get him in? Uh, yeah, look, I've got a bit of a plan. Um, I'm not going to rush it, though. No, I'm happy with my DCE and Heinz uh, and and where I am uh, and uh, where I'm currently sitting with the rankings. I don't think I need to rush it too much. Yep. Um, I mean, if you've got the cash and you can get them, get them. But don't go trading out your big guns. You know, okay, yes, he might average more than Haas. He might average more than DC, Grant and Cook. But these are the sort of guys that you, when you've got them, you keep them. Otherwise, you're struggling to get them back later in the year. Um, Kyle, have you got any concern of falling behind? Because if just say Cleary starts averaging 90 and your next best player only averaged 65, are you concerned that you lose 25 every week times two? Keep That was kind of my biggest concern why I brought Cleary in last week because I was just – from lessons from last year, having a top team but not having Cleary and continuously losing by 25 every week, it just accumulated for me. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to be monitoring it and looking at teams above me that have Cleary that may potentially pull away. Um, but as I said, I do have a plan to get him and I can get him next week if I want, but I'm just not sure if I will. I, I may do it, but it means I rip my team apart, which is one thing I'm not going to do. Yeah. Um, I just think you have to find a way to do it without trading out those gun guys I just spoke of. You know, you've got to be, this is where you have to be really calculated in your cash outs and you've got to be sensible and you've got to do your research, but you've got to have a plan to have them and get them as soon as you can. But don't rip your teams out. Trade those guns out to get them. Is my theory. That's and what I'm I like. Do it. That's what I like having Cole on because I'm a gunslinger. Cole is a little bit more conservative, probably a little <laughs> bit smarter than me. But Corbs, just turning to you, having a look at a percentage owner. I know he's 18 percent owner. We've got to rip that a little bit deeper. He's only seven percent owned by the top hundred, 11 percent owned by the top five thousand. Now we've got six weeks to Origin. Now I know from our chats over the weekend, you are kind of both yes and no with him. What's your thoughts right now? Uh, I'm still on that fence, which is a little bit annoying. I, I just, I probably need to have a look at when their games are over the origin. I just want to know if he's going to, if I'm going to get enough value getting him mm. from round seven on. But I think he will. Like you've got what five games where I just think, yeah, as I said before, I reckon he's not going to hit 
he's going to hit between that 70 to 90 from here on in. He's just too good, and he just wanted the ball in his hands. Uh, Origin coming up, also that Australian jersey. I think he's sort of he's going to put the challenge out to DCE because he knows that DCE's got it, and he's sort of happy for him to be the front runner. But I think he's going to play some pretty good footy to try and get that jersey uh, for himself. So, yeah, I'm a bit like Lomas. I don't want to rip my team apart. There is a few options that I can look at, but I once I sort of see what happens tomorrow with team lists and maybe a bit more clarity on injuries, I might have a bit of a game plan as to, but I'm definitely thinking about it anyway. If you were to do it this very second, FA's opened, who would you do it for? Both of you. I'll go with Cor- Corpse first. Well, I, I can just do a straight swap for Hass because it's just it's uh, not it's an Origin player, so I'm not sort of losing anything out there. And he's going to average, I reckon, another fifteen on Hass. Or I could do the Moses and, mm-hmm. and then him before his flat track bully run and just um, downgrade another sort of bloke that I'm looking at. I don't know who it might be. Might be a um, uh, ooh, a, a, maybe a man, a Kurt Man. Nice. Someone like that. All right, Kyle, putting in the spot right now, if you were to do it this very second, who would you do it for? Harry Grant. You would get rid of Harry Grant, would you? Yep, yep. There you go. Is that because you've got hooker coverage? I've got two hookers, but uh, over the origin period, he's probably going to get rested more than someone like Damien Cook because you've got Brendan Smith. Yep. Boys, let's talk to that because that's going to be my second question for you. Harry Grant versus Damien Cook, both ultra impressive over the weekend. What, Cookie got an 80, Grant got a high 70, so... Absolutely shooting the the lights out heading into Origin. But what I wanted to do is I think, for me, you're going to need one of these two in the lead-up. Well, post-Origin, if one of these two aren't in your team, you're not going to be contending for a high rank or even contending to actually take out the title. But, Kyle, we'll start with you because you brought it up kind of thing. Grant's a little bit cheaper. Cook's a little bit higher average. If you had to pick one out of the two of the gentlemen, who would you pick? It's a flip of a coin, really. Like. they're both 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 guys are fantasy guns and they've got everything you want in a hooker in fantasy. Um it's too hard to make a decision on right oh, for me, I think it's it's too hard to make a decision, but there's two things that sway me to cook that are very minor but would sway me. Mm. And it's that uh as I just said, Harry will likely get rested over Origin because they've got Brandon Smith there, and the storm will probably be well locked in the top four and in a really good position. You're reading, uh, you're reading my notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with South, they don't really have a notable hooker other than someone like Sevilla, Saliva yep. Havili, or that Mamazulis fella. Um, so I think, and Cook has generally always backed up after Origin. So, and South Shore in the weeks coming up, leading to Origin, that's what would sway me to Cook right now over Harry Grant. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll definitely back you up there. Even a Cookie's kind of base stats, the one that's dramatically gone up is 81 run metres, up from 60 run, sixty metres, 62 metres from last year. But he did say in the off-season he wanted to take more responsibility in the ruck and be more of an attacking focus. But he's dead set. He's still got 46 tackles there, three, three tackle breaks a game as well. So Cookie's doing really, really well. I guess maybe durability as well. We've seen Harry Grant in the past actually have injured. You know, touch wood for, don't want to put any mock on Damien Cook, but he hasn't had much injury injuries at all over the last no. five years. No. So in terms of reliability and in terms of pedigree, as we used to call it in fantasy land, I think I'd probably have to side with Cook on that basis of what you made as well. I just think the backups aren't there for him to rest during that origin period mm. 
as it is with Harry Grant. But, Cobbs, I'll put you on the line. Pick one, Harry Grant versus Damien Cook. Oh, I went with Grant. Like, Lomas and yourself have covered most of the points as to probably Cook is edging out as the winner. But I started with Grant just because I saw a bit more value in his price, um, which is going to hold true because he's, he's going to make some pretty good coin. Got a couple of easy games the next few. The Warriors, Knights, Dragons, and then he's got the Panthers. But, yeah, he, he's another option, like, talking about that Hass, yeah, an origin player who you're going to lose a little bit. Like, it's sort of hard to justify holding too many of them. So I've got Teddy, who is actually not performing that great. Uh, but the Roosters are, like the Storm, like you said, they're going to be sitting pretty, and they've got such good backup in the nine position. Yeah, Grant's going to get belted in origin. So... Yeah, he he could be another option to downgrade and um and get some good round thirteen players while I've made the coin, um so it's a win win. Definitely. Now, boys, Cameron Superman McInnes doing the rounds. We put a nice little video up of someone made a great video today. It's gone absolutely. I, I lost it when I saw that in the game because they replayed a few times. He was nowhere near him. <laughs> was it just like to show Fitzy, look, I'm still trying, effort on effort? I think so. I think so. Oh, but mate. Pretty unowned. He's 0% owned by the top 5,000 coaches, this guy. Now, he gets an opportunity probably to start in the third team with Dalfinuken out this week. But, Kyle, talk, talk to me. Is he in your mind as a buy? Yeah, I've actually been um, waiting for the opportunity for him to start. To be honest, not on an edge, obviously. Uh, but in the middle, we all know that he's a bit of a, he's a gun. He's a, he is a genuine fantasy gun. Um, you know, he's going to open around about 597K tomorrow. He's going to have a B of around about 50. Wow. Uh, so that, that's that's going on. My, my estimations, I'll probably be wrong, but it's probably not too far off, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but I just think we just, if he's going to play in the middle, I just think we just got to wait one week just to see how many minutes Fitz gives him. I think it's probably going to be around the 60. I can't see it being 80. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I reckon he'll probably play the 13 too. Um, is that what you're thinking as well, TK? Yeah. You know what? Going through the structure and the style of what Fitz is playing, I reckon he will play 60 minutes. And that PPM's kind of come, even from his lock PPM from a couple of years ago, 0.89. So he might only be averaging maybe that kind of 52, 53, yeah. maybe top. So maybe it is just maybe he's got a high break even. So you can probably look at him just to see. And the other strategy that Fitz also unloaded was the big bopper strategy with Ueli and Toby Rudolph starting with Dalfinuk, and I can't see them going away from it. I reckon Andrew Fafita will start this week, and yeah. then they'll keep Cameron McInnes at 13, and then yep. once Dal returns, I think McInnes will go back to the bench. But, Corbs, what I'll do is I'll keep this one probably for tomorrow night for you because I think during Snake's Takes, I want you to do, we'll look at a couple of the bargain buys because there's heaps. There's Cody Walker, there's yeah. Ponga, there's Cameron McInnes. We'll just keep it running. Corbs, Matty Burden. Now, he just keeps plummeting and plummeting. Probably looking at about a 580k. We're getting so many messages about him. Should I sell him? Should I sell him? What's your thoughts? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm looking at it from the other side of it. I'm looking at the huge price dropping. I'm going. I can't wait to buy him at a cheap <laughs> yes, price. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is a tough one for those that have lost him because what well, oh, started with him. Sorry, he, but he started 593. So he, you could probably get out with only losing a little bit anyway. Yeah, mm. he, but he, he is going to drop dramatically, and it looks like Flanagan, just the way they're going to readjust, he'll come good because they're what they run. I was just looking at their run, and we talked. I've, about I've it got it in front of me if you want. They got, they got, they've yeah. got uh, Broncos, Roosters, 
Raiders, Knights, Tigers, Tigers, Dragons. Dragons. And then that Panthers side will be a pretty rested one, round 13. And the Eels, if they're doing okay, which hopefully they got a bit of a wake-up call today, (laughs) they might um, rest a few. Uh, Oh, no, they won't have too many in origin. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, so that'll be their tough one. But anyway, that's a good little run for him to make some coin. And as like the round 13, that's the, the big one that we should sort of all be focusing on a little bit more and thinking about the back of our minds when we're making those trades. So he'll be, I'd, he'll be okay. I'd, I'd honestly, I'd hold him. I'd hold him. Yeah. Th- th- that run is coming good, but it, it does hurt a little bit when you, um, you wanted him to score a little bit better. I would say hold as well. His first two games against the Cows and Broncos, he averaged 50. The last four games, they played the four teams that made the prelim last year, the four best teams from last year. He still averaged 36. And now he he had his first try assist on the weekend as well. His kick meters haven't really dramatically dropped, even with Flano on the team. He's a massive hold, I feel, Corbs. I think, what did we learn from AFB? What did we learn? Yeah, that hurt. But we talked about this. We we actually did, like, this was probably one thing we did get right. We predicted it, he would have a tough start to the year and yep. we thought egg on our face when he had those two good games. But then he come into those four games that you were talking about and now he's almost going to get his good little run and this is when you probably do look at purchasing. But he should, he'll probably have a pretty high break even coming into this round. So he might, because he had a, what was his break even going into this one? Um, it was quite a bit. Who? Burton. Uh, hang on. Burton. Hang on, I'm, it was going in, going in this week was a roundabout. He had 49. Yeah, so he's not going to so lose too much. It'll it'll be up there for a fairly decent score for him again. So you can maybe just hold out one more week if you've got some other thing happening. But yep. there, there's a few guys that are starting to um, need to be offloaded. So he could, um, yeah, go this week yep. if, if you need I to. Think, I still think that round nine against the Raiders or round 10 against the Knights is the week that you want to do it. Now, boys, let's turn to Blake Taft because I thought he was actually ultra impressive. His goal kicking is way better than Latrell's. And I've got a bit of a narrative I'm going to spin here. Just having a look at a lot of the, what the analysis from NRL Physio, this hamstring injury to Latrell looks really, really serious. I don't think they're going to rush him. In terms of him coming back, I'll probably ask it to Brian this week, but him trying to get a load of fullback, you know, the fullback load, sorry, and coming back from that, that injury, I just think they might switch him into centre. Especially because Blake, I thought Blake Taff really opened up the just the spine to play a little bit better, a little bit more... Yeah, just played with each other a lot, lot, lot better. In terms of Taff, I just think he's a great straight swap. If you've got Leo Thompson or Billy Walters, I think you should definitely be purchasing him. He's got that great jewel, so he'll add versatility to your squad. He's just at a great price. I know that he kicked six goals on the weekend, but their draw is the Tigers, Manly, Broncos, NZ, Raiders, and Tigers. Like They're going to score some points over the next six weeks, and they're only, they're only gelling better and better. Like I said, he had a try assist on the weekend. He was just running both sides of the rock. I just think he could be a pod play as well because in the top 5,000 coaches, he's hardly owned at this stage. So no one really jumped on in that first week. So I definitely think he's a straight swap for either of the two boys that I mentioned. But just quickly, Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, you pretty much covered some of the things I had too. But um, but it's funny, you know, we've had some of these um, fullbacks that have possibly going to be popping up this week. That was like Cobo. Uh, and cooler maybe again the, of his name that that, that that do have that wing fullback position. Yep. Um, you know, if Cobo is named at fullback, um, you know we're hearing tomorrow Martin might play there. He's got a pretty high ceiling, but I just think as you said, Tap is pretty safe. I think, um, and and he's gonna be that safety net. He's gonna score the you know maybe the 
30 to 40, maybe 50, a few 50-odd games. But the big one, again, as you said, is he's going to start making money. He's probably going to be able to have a slow burner, but they've got that really good draw coming up, which will really open him up to carry on where he left off on the weekend. So, I, yeah, I, he's definitely someone that I'm looking at this week for a cash-out. Yeah, big time. And I just think Ryan Poppenhausen with that ankle injury, he could be just a perfect yeah. little guy in the emergencies just to have there as cover. And then the same thing is if Teddy just keeps misfiring, we could use that Teddy money to maybe bring in a more consistent forward and just have a wing fullback there. So just someone, a food for thoughts there for you. We'll go into more detail tomorrow. Cole, David Fafita, bounce back with a 79 and 85. But give me your thoughts. Are people getting a bit of Trap City here or is he actually a good purchase price right now? Trap. For me, he's a trap. Uh, he has these big games and then he burns you. Mm. He'll suck a few people in and then you'll, he'll burn you big time. You know, he, he's one of those fellas, he has to score the tries and he has to have the big plays to get points. You know, um, he needs one big play to get heaps of his points. He started off so terribly <laughs> this year and he's lost so much money. Um, okay, yes, people are going to pick him up, but I warn you to be very careful if you're going to. We know that he goes missing and we know that he'll burn you. So for me, he's a trap. But I'm going to look at him after Origin. Yeah, big time. Now, Cobbs, we'll move to another of his teammates. Uh, Toby Sexton probably burnt a lot of people that were very high on him. We were never very high on him. But to take it away, like we've been saying sell for three weeks. But, like, this is now a shotgun sell. You, they've got to get out. Yeah, what he, he's going to lose about another 30K. And it could be sort of downhill from here because his last few scores haven't been great. And he's... It's just that he's played more than a few games in NRL, and this is when it takes its toll on the uh, the rookie lightweight half, mm-hmm. aka Sam Walker, last year. So it's it's sort of carbon copy of of what happened last year to him. Just, yeah, zero tries this corpse from the last three games. It's just he doesn't have a lot more support. Like I know Brimson's trying his hardest, but realistically, he's not a five eight. Jaden Campbell's out as well. That's really hurt them, I think. And I just think he's just <clears throat> excuse me, just a bit of a plain Jane. I feel. He come in at a really good time last year. They were on the front foot, so it was a perfect time to chuck a rookie in. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah it's it's just it's different ball game when you're playing a whole season. Big it, time. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd just see him in that mid thirties, forties even. But yeah, I'd probably look to sell him before it starts plummeting a little bit more. His price. Yeah, big time. Now, Tony Staggs had a great game against... Well, he's had back-to-back great games against the Roosters and Penrith, scoring a 79 and 69. I just think maybe this week, especially learning from the last couple of weeks with Joey Manu in the centres, maybe don't go on this week, but I can see that jackpot really going. But he's had 14 and 8 tackle breaks, so what, 22 tackle breaks over the last. He just wants the ball too, really looking for it, really like that Broncos right edge at the moment. Potty, I know he's 8% owner across, but just de- delving deeper, 0% in the top 100 and only 0.08 in the top 5,000. Maybe one or two people have him. So I think you put the three-date rule on him or maybe a four-date rule on him. He's a 550K this week, but I think he's someone that could be a massive pod potential. Have a draw of Dogs, Sharks, Souths, Manly, Knights, Titans before Origin. And he's, uh, what I like is the fact that he's scoring really well against good teams. So I think he's someone yeah. should definitely consider. But, Cole, next one on the list is Josh Jackson. Now, you were very high on him last year. Not so high on him to start the year, but he's starting to. he was someone that you texted me about over the weekend. 633K, just hit 250s. But give me your thoughts on Josh Jackson. He's starting to return to the Mr. Jackson of old, eh? Um, he's starting to be Mr. Consistent again. 
yeah, you know, you know what you get from him. We talked about him in the preseason, like especially in the, this exact way. You know, you, you plot, you plug him in. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. Um, and you know, with the volatility in the mid and the edges at the moment, you plug him in. You know what you're going to get week to week. Mm. And he plays around 13. So for me, uh, yeah, if you want a, a reliable mid or an edge, have a look. Yeah, big time. That's he's on my mind, especially if Teddy keeps firing blanks. In terms of trying to get someone around that round thirteen that I got, I reckon has no shot at playing Origin. Will give me a consistent fifty every week and give me that dual mid. I reckon Kyle, you might be on something if this Teddy man just keeps misfiring, my man. <laughs> yeah, like to, uh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely returning to to the Josh Jackson of old, so definitely worth a, an option, a nice little pod play for round thirteen. Big time, Corbs. You had a look at Josh Jackson. No, I was just having a look then. He looks like he's bottomed out in price too. So if you were going to get him the next couple of weeks is probably a time. Like it, it, a lot of people going to TPJ, this bloke's dual as well. And if you don't want to do with the um, the, the yo-yo scores of TPJ, Josh, Josh Jackson's probably a, a good get. Yeah, big time. I think he's a lot less volatile. He's about 60K less. But boys, I thought I'd leave the, man, the last man because I know we'll probably talk about him for about five minutes and then continue it into tomorrow night. Callan Ponga, coming off a 102, he got a knock. He got a 100, what, a try, try assist, seven offloads, 240 metres gained, 10 tackle breaks, but Corb's my man, I'll let you lead off. Are we going into a bit of Trap City here, or is he actually a solid bargain? Oh, I'd need to say that he had 6 and 23 in the games previous, and that 23, he also had a try. But... It's, you know, they said at half time he's playing for a contract. That's what it is. <laughs> he tons up. He tons up. He wants those dollars. I wish we could dial Andy in. Andy was conv- trying to convince us like yesterday to sell Teddy to get Ponga. He couldn't talk, but he could type. Also, I've got a bag of snakes off for him too because he was at Moses. Yeah. Over Grant. So we'll just make that official on the pod as well. Well done. Good memory. Cut. <laughs> Now, Kyle Ponga, what are we putting him in? We're putting him in Trap City, or is he actual solid bargain? Yeah, can you play the Trap City song for me, please? I can, my man. Take it away, Kyle. Lock him away in Trap City, Corpse. Lock him yeah. away in Trap City, TK. He's in there. He's well, the mayor. He's got a bad here next week. Yeah, he, well, they play the Eels, man, and you know one team that's going to have a bounce back round and going to be playing yeah. pretty well is the Eels. Then they've got the Storm, the Storm, um, and then they've got a, a nice little run after that. But he'll uh, he's got Origin duty, so yeah, it's probably just not worth it. It's just too close to Origin considering Eels and Storm. Nah, yeah, nah. you'll br- you'll be bringing him in, and he'll get yeah. He, he's not going to get over forty in those two games. I don't reckon. Talk about a director of the flat. Track bullies. Last year, I just broke it down a little bit. Top eight, he averaged 41. Against the bottom eight, he averaged 55. Like, if that's not the flat track bully, are we pushing Matt Mitchell Moses for for ownership? Like, that is a huge <laughs> That's a huge difference. Well, the, the Eels today, when they had all the ball first half, Moses couldn't get his hands off it. Then second half, things got a bit tighter, and I was just like, get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those, those are the Clint Gutherson stats too, man. Exactly the same, but not today. Ah, torture. Talk about when you need to, when you when it's on the line and he missed that kick from the sideline. It's like, Mitch, what are you doing? Like, you're finally coming that out. A, that was a cracking game, though. 
I thought it was just that a was fun a good game. Game of footy. That's what it reminded me of, Corbs. You know when you like we both played touch footy, right? When you're the best team in the comp and you play, you're just throwing the ball around because you know you're playing the shittest team in the comp, and you show them no respect at all. And this, that's what happens. Yeah. Oh, the, Brad Arthur <laughs> said at halftime. I think you sent a message too. They're trying to score off every play, and it was so evident. And they were just, they weren't play. Like, how many kick meters did Moses have when it was about 25 meters in? Nine? Yeah, mate. Because he just tried to run it and score off every last tackle, the idiot. They had nine errors at the break. They had tw- they had tw- nine more sets than the Tigers in the first half, and they were down. <laughs> oh, they, they'll cop a spray. Yeah. They'll big, get a, a massive spray. But a good time. win for the Tigers. Oh, huge. Shout out to all the Tigers fans. I know you've done it tough. You're a great support just, of this NRL, so you just keep your heads up. Hopefully you get a few more wins. You could just put the whole Parramatta team in Trap City. Oh, at the moment, Gutho. Gutho was on a tr- – <laughs> when Gutho scored the try, he was only on seven, which means he was on a negative when he scored. Can you get the Tigers song ready for Andy tomorrow? Mate, we'll get it ready now. That can be our ending if I can find it. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the wrap. Now, this week will be pretty much the same. So, Tuesday, we're having the normal show. Wednesday, we're back with the Kiwi Boys. I think it will be Kyle and Timmy, I think, this week. And then Thursday, live. Sunday might be a little bit interesting. Corbs, what we might do is we might just do like half a wrap or something because Anzac Day kind of throws everything out. So, it might be a little bit yeah. different, but we'll talk over that. Oh, when- yeah, I'm at a golf trip this weekend. Okay, so that's scrub- maybe we'll scrub the Sunday wrap and uh, just bring back the Tuesday show no, next I'll week. No, I'll be still back Sunday, but I'll be dusty. Okay, I know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk tactics. We'll talk, we'll talk. Anyway, Wednesday, Thursday, remember, jump on the Facebook page. 12 p.m. I'll have all the guessing comps out this week. So just, just be following Talking League on Facebook. Thank you, everyone, leaving Spotify reviews and Apple reviews. So if you like the podcast, please leave a review. But, Cole, thank you for jumping on tonight, my man, and we'll check you Wednesday. And, uh, Corby, thank you, and I'll check you tomorrow. All right. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll leave you with the West Tigers song because they're they're awesome. Yes. (laughs) West Tigers. Tigers. Seriously, boys, but they must be on the. I would get on the drink if I was them. I wouldn't even have like a Maguire recovery session. All sessions off. He'd have to. Till, till Wednesday. You'd have to. Anyway, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we probably should talk about this in private. See you.